Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, Johnny Junta. We're here with our co-host, Salt of the Earth, Stephen Brault. What's going on, Stephen? Chilling, except not chilling like you. Because like we just discussed before we started this, it's 76 degrees Fahrenheit, 22 degrees Celsius in beautiful San Diego right now. So suck it. Yeah, honestly, man, it's like this is the part of the this is the part of the season, the part of the year where it's like I hate my life because, you know, that snow's coming. You know, the slush is coming. You know, you're going to have to be shoveling the driveway if you want to get your car out of the driveway. So you have to start your car 15 minutes early to heat it up. So you're not going into a cold car. I'm assuming this is all just foreign to you because you have no idea what I'm talking about. I mean, I went to college in Denver, you know, so I got a little bit of it. I, I learned how to, you know, de-ice uh, a vehicle and <laughs> shovel snow and everything. I, I, I got my my credentials in the surviving the cold weather um, certificate, but uh, but no, I, I've definitely, I don't really experience it very often. So Yeah, and going into the cars, I have a funny story like I told you. So I'm on the highway and there is like, two it's two lanes it's closed down to two lanes and then it goes down to one lane because i guess they're in construction so there's these weasel little cars that do you know what i'm talking about when you're driving and then they know the lane's gonna end but they just keep going so they can cut in front of people so yeah 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 so first of all we'll go discuss this am i the asshole for not letting the douchebags that are trying to cut the line go through before i get into the story no, I wouldn't say so. I think that there's the fine line between as long as people are trying to merge. I mean, it's supposed to be like every other one, right? That's how you're yeah. supposed to make it happen. Um, I mean, I think it's all based on the specific situation, <laughs> but no, I would say normally, no, you're not in the wrong there. Well, well so when I, I was driving and then this guy, he just keeps going and I'm looking in my rear mirror. I'm like, holy shit, he's going to try to get in front of me. And he, he's like five feet from the pylon, right? So he keeps going. And then he just cuts left right in front of me. Like no turn signal, just cuts in front of me. So I, I'm not letting him go in technically. Like I'm kind of not letting him go in. And then I finally, like last second before he hits a pylon, I let him in. So anyways, we're, this guy's a fuck. This guy's a genius. So we're driving. He He's in the fast lane. I go up to go beside him and roast this guy, right? And he slows down so he could kind of be even with me. And, right. he, and he has his window already rolled down. And he throws some sort of greasy concoction at my car to try to hit me through the window. And he hit my back window of my car and it just left a massive donut mark of grease. It was the most calculated shit I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a psychopath for not letting him in, but it was the craziest shit I've ever seen, dude. This guy calculated because he knew my window was going to be rolled down to throw a greasy thing inside of my vehicle. Okay, well, there's multiple questions here. First of all, um, I think no matter what, you're not in the wrong. The guy, that guy's more of a psycho if he had something ready to throw in your car. Also, just in general, throwing something in or at somebody else's car on the freeway is not um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would call him him more the psycho more than you. I think it's hilarious he went to try to go yell at him, but. I thought Canadians were supposed to be like really nice, dude. What's going on? <laughs> dude, right? I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you here, man. I mean, I was looking at this. I was like, okay, we're just going to have a heated confrontation and we're just going to roast each other, which what we do and then apologize for it later. And next right. thing I know, just this thing is flying out my car and I speed up. I'm like, this is going to, this is going to legitimately go inside my vehicle. And I was playing the situation in my head because this guy was smart, dude. He, he went, he did it right before he had to get on the off ramp. 
So he did. He went on the off ramp and then did uh, it. So he just he the whole confrontation was avoided. He got my ass. Like he put my head in a mental pretzel. It was crazy how calculated what? it was. I'm so curious as to what it was. What what does a greasy mass mean? Like what is where did it come from? So what is it? What I can compare it to is like I just in my head like what it, the mark that it left was like a like it looked like a burger patty was thrown out my window and it just like just sat there and then flew off i have no idea man it was crazy well uh i mean at least it i mean it, it, that could have gone a lot worse i feel like that guy isn't really uh you're not really giving yourself much credit because what if he threw it you in the face and you crash like that's bad dude i know that's, man uh, that's uh, well i'm glad you're okay uh, i'm sorry <laughs> in california we just deal with bad drivers usually not psychos who throw stuff at your car yeah uh, so Welcome to Canada, I guess. Dude, it's, it's crazy. And it's the most Canadian thing ever because if, what I could picture is like in the U.S. or whatever, or even I, I guess in the U.S., like I said, there will be like a fist fight confrontation. Like there would have been a full confrontation, but no, we'll just throw a donut or a burger patty at the guy's window. Like that's what we do here. We don't, we avoid confrontation, which I respect, man. You just love to see it. Well, if nothing, yeah, if nothing else, you definitely ruined his morning because whatever he was planning on eating now is missing a bun yeah. or uh, maybe a sausage patty that yeah, he's exactly. really excited about. Exactly. So man. fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, what a loser. But anyways, what a loser. But hey, what a freak. But yeah, man, I mean, it's just a crazy. I had to bring that up because I was at a loss of words at how calculated this guy was. Like that's serial killer shit. But anyways, man, I mean, we'll go into the first <laughs> series because holy shit i thought i was nervous for a second there the astros down three nothing looked dead and gone game four they just came out of nowhere started buzzing again and carlos correa the man who's maybe the most hated man on the planet was just all of a sudden barry bonds at the plate again like i don't know what to say about this guy because obviously i don't like him that much but you got to tip your cap to this guy what he did in that series just launching baseballs for a living it's it was it was cool to see i'll be honest yeah, it looked like he was trying to win the series by himself, and it, and I feel like it stems from the fact that somebody had to have told him after he said what he said when they won the first series, like, dude, that's the, them's be fighting words. So you yeah. know, like, um, but he came out and yeah, he had a really good series. I think I mean it was a really cool series. You know, it was fun. I I wanted the Rays to win, and and I love I love those guys in the Rays, so I'm really happy they won. Um, but it was just a really good baseball series go up three zero and then you lose game one or game four and you're like, ah, it's fine. It's whatever you lose game five. And it's like, okay, we don't love that, but uh, you know, we still got a, you know, a cushion here. You lose game six and then, you know, all hell's broken loose. So, you know, they were, I mean, they were warming up glass for that just in case in the ninth. And they were, they were all, they were, I mean, obviously going to bring out all the stops to game seven, but uh, with cool series, dude, really cool series. The Rays are a good team. Dude, and you talk like we talked about that bullpen, man. I mean, the Astros kind of I'm not going to say they hit their bullpen around, but they they did way better at the plate than I thought they were going to do in that series. I mean, Altuve, who, first of all, looks like me at second base, just throwing 20 foot uh, double play balls and then yeah, just launches, on there. launches baseballs into orbit. But I mean, I, I hate to say this because I hate the Astros, what they did, but they were kind of growing on me. They're, the the fuck you mentality was kind of growing on me. I'll be honest. I just I yeah, kind of I mean, like to see it. I I get it. Yeah, I like. They're dude. They're a good baseball team, man. Uh, they you know 
Altuve is, uh, I guess people don't like saying yips. I don't know why people don't like saying that word. I think it's because it's like a poisonous thing. It's like <laughs> he who must not be named in Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Altuve's yips from second were really weird. I, I never, it, this stuff never makes sense. Like where it comes from, why it happens. It's just like one bad throw and it's like, oh, whatever. And then he, the next throw is bad and everybody's going, wait a minute. That's that's <laughs> odd. And and so then it's like on you. It's like, all right, now I got to really, okay, it's fine. Like I'll get this next throw and the next throw is bad. And then it's everybody, yeah, everybody's like, damn, he's got the yips. Um, but it didn't really matter because uh, they were, you know, picking balls out for him and stuff over at first. They had an all rookie bullpen. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I think they did. I think they did. They had a lot of guys. Except Ryan Presley. Yeah, they had a lot of guys that like were playing. I think there was a couple guys. I could be wrong on this. That were playing a ball last year, like high A in that bullpen. (laughs) Dude, it's absolutely insane what they were able to do. Because that was like nobody thought that their bullpen was going to be able to hack it in general. And they didn't really hack it in the season, right? I mean, they, they were under 500 in the season, but yeah. They uh they definitely did their job in the in the playoffs, um. But Mike Zunino just hitting homers. Oh my god! Randy Rosarina is apparently the best player in the universe. Dude, I don't get it. And I could have I could be a wrong I just could be a wrong take. And I'm not wishing on this guy's downfall. But this has a lot of like potential to be one of those things where a Rosarina mashes this whole postseason, gets and finals and uh, World Series MVP. And then he signs a massive, massive ticket. And then you just never see him again. Like, I, and obviously I don't wish for that to happen, but that just gives me the vibes because what this guy's doing right now, he legitimately looks like Mike Schrott at the plate. And I, I, it's cool to see. I love to see it because especially a guy like that, who just came out of nowhere, technically, man, I mean, is putting the world, putting pitchers in his back pocket. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to look up his, his minor league stats. Uh, Cause I, I know he's with the Cardinals. I remember we played against him when he was still with the Cardinals. Um, and he, uh, I mean, he was fine. He wasn't like playing. I, yeah. I heard he, he wasn't even going to make the roster this year. Uh, but then obviously they had the, you know, the grown thing. Um, all right, let's see. This is show the minors. All right. So 22, uh, years old, 2017 in St. Louis, just high A and double A. He had 490 plate appearances and he hit 266. See, I I don't know, man. It and, makes, and, what's and, and he had a 783 OPS. And then his next year didn't do very well. But then in 2019, he played, oh my God, he had in triple A and double A, he had 400 plate appearances and he hit 355. Holy shit. So, yeah, I mean, he's not bad. <laughs> Definitely Jesus. not bad. Yeah. I don't even know how he got over to the Rays, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't either, actually. I mean, that's just – I want to search that because I think you go to transactions. But, no, dude, and, and – uh, Yeah, he, he signed had, as a free agent yeah, with free the Cardinals. Agent. Yeah. And then traded the Cardinals with Jose Martinez for Matthew Liberatore. And a first round pick. Eduardo, Edgardo Rodriguez and a 2020 submill second round pick. So, so I mean, that's a trade that came Jose, out of nowhere. It was kind of a Jose Martinez dump more than more than an acquisition of, of players. But they did. I mean, they got some minor leaguers back for it. But apparently a Rosarino was also in that. And now 
Jose Martinez went and sucked with the Cubs for a while, got DFA'd, and yeah. then uh, freaking Rosarina is the best player in baseball on the World Series bound Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Dude, I'm fired up to see the Rays in the World Series, dude. Like, I'm excited for it. And I don't know if you saw this because I want to get a, like, a major league pitcher perspective because I tweeted this clip the other day from the official and official account. And it was Blake Snell getting taken out of the game, which was one of the dumbest ideas I've ever seen in my life because of the stupid analytics shit. 85 pitches. He's walking to the dugout, and he's he's like, what the fuck are we doing, man? If you're a starting pitcher in that situation, is there anything you could say to your manager when he's just dialed in on this analytics shit to make him keep you in the game? Or it's just RIP, like you're done, you're out of the game now? Yeah, I mean, it's not really. Sometimes if a guy's mind is completely set, you're not going to change his mind. Sometimes, you know, a manager is, is still thinking, you know, they're going out there and they'll have like, there'll be this thing in their head where they don't even know what they're looking for from you. But if there's a certain look you give them or a certain thing you say, something like that, yeah, then they're going to decide, you know, they'll, they'll leave you in. Um, that's happened a bunch. But Dude, I don't know that it's one of the things that we talk about. We, I, my friends, and I just watched Moneyball again the other day and we were talking about how there's still to this day, not many teams that have completely bought into analytics, right? I mean, there's still yeah. like a balance of the two. Yeah. The sure. Rays are one of the teams that have completely bought into analytics in every way. So like Kevin cash is going out there because the analytics say it's time to take Blake Snell out when in re- in the real world right now, the analytics makes sense over a season, but in yeah. that one game, Blake Snell's cruising. He's at 85 pitches. You need to win this one game. Analytics don't matter, right? No. I mean, that guy's having a hot day. Yeah, maybe third time through the lineup normally is his worst time through. However, today he's just crushing it. So it's like a yeah. weird balance, and you have to have that balance. And um, obviously the Rays got away with it because yesterday – their, you know, their pitching staff shut down the, the Astros. Um, so, I mean, it, I guess in the long term it worked, but it definitely didn't work that day, you know? Dude, it's like... So, uh, I don't know. Dude, but like, so let's say hypothetically they lose, right? So let's say the like let's say the Rays lose that game and then they lose game seven. Do you yeah. think that the guys in the, in the locker room have kind of bought out on Kevin Cash if that happens? Like, are they like, what is this guy doing, man? Fuck your analytics. Blake Snell's our guy. He's the ace. He's the number one guy. And you can't even trust them to go more than 85 pitches and a winner and a win and a must win to go to the World Series game. Are you kidding me? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, I would hate my coach if we did that. I'd, I'd probably fight him in the dugout. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Uh, you're a psycho. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, dude, it's, it's hard to say because you don't – you're not going to take away from what the Rays have done, what Kevin Cash has done, but I don't know how much – this is going to sound bad At, because they're fully analytical, right? How much does Kevin cash even actually do? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, so. it's, you're not really managing a game in the same way. You're just reading the numbers and doing what the numbers say. So like, is that even on Kevin cash? I, I guess Maybe. it wouldn't be. It would be on some guy who wrote these numbers that say Blake Snell should get taken out now. <laughs> and Kevin cash is reading that on a piece of paper and going, Yes. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I honestly don't know how it works. So um, I'm sure it's more complicated than you give it credit for, but it was hard to watch. I wish they had left him in, you know, he, dude, he should it, go 120 pitches, win that game. It is man. And this is a complete off topic thing, but this just came in my head and I wanted to bring it up. I didn't realize how much I miss fans at playoff baseball games till I watched the video 
this might be me pandering of the Pittsburgh Pirates oh, in the yeah. playoffs when they're chanting. What were they chanting? Quato. It was like, um, Quato. Yeah, Quato. They're chanting Quato. And yeah. this guy looks like me on the mound, like just terribly mentally. He's walking everyone. I miss play. I miss fans. Full pack stadiums at games, man. That did everybody who played with the Pirates, um, or played against the Pirates in yeah. PNC Park in 13, 14, and 15. Everybody says like it's the craziest playoff atmosphere. It's absolutely insane. All these awesome, crazy, insane Yinzers just coming out of the depths of of Pittsburgh and like from all surrounding areas, from coming down from the mountains and just coming in waving flags and going insane. And uh and and it seems really cool. I would love to get to the playoffs with the Pirates, you know, from what I've heard, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that video they're chanting Cueto. And then he drops the ball on the mound. Everybody goes insane. Um, they keep <laughs> yeah. chanting Cueto. And then the next pitch, he gives up the home run to Russell, right? And yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude. yeah, dude, that's a sick video. That's, Man, that's a it's, good one. Dude, it's like, it sucks because obviously you guys had struggles this year. And I mean, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because there's no fans. So we wouldn't have even gotten to see that anyways. But it's just crazy when teams from markets like Pittsburgh or Toronto where – they're like, they love the, like when the team's buzzing, the fans all show up. It's like a scary, scary place. The Pittsburgh people, like Pittsburgh people in my mind are just blue collared grinding workers. They love their sports there. And when they go to the games, if you're on the other team, you're going to hate your life. Like these guys are getting blackout drunk in the games. Yeah, They're having a good time. And it's, it's great to play for man. That's the one bright side of like another bright side of besides a beautiful stadium is how crazy those Pittsburgh Pirates fans are, man. I mean, you've seen it. Like, what would you say is the best atmosphere you've pitched in at home at PNC Park? Um, well, it's it's really good whenever we play the Cubs. You know, yeah. just uh, a lot of Cubs fans come into town, but also Pirates fans just, you know, hate the Cubs with a passion because that's just what you do. You just hate the Cubs if you're from Pittsburgh. Um, and let's see. There, there have been times, like, we, you know, opening days – or like 2016 we had we had some pretty good games um but like dude it's it's just it's a really good environment it's not it's not super loud until like it gets to like the extreme parts you know um but a good buzz and the stadium is just so cool and you're so right the the pittsburgh fans are kind of psycho and i love it dude because if you go to a steelers game it's psycho yeah, it is a crazy environment when that place is packed, which obviously in a normal season, it's packed every single game. So, yeah. And how big of a rivalry is that between because I'm an, I'm an American League guy, obviously, with the Jays. But how big of a rivalry is that between the Pirates and the Phillies, for instance? Like, do fans show up when you guys play in Philly? Do fans show up in like tons in Pirates gear to roast the Phillies fans? Or is it the opposite? Or what is it? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, Pirates fans travel pretty well. Um, we always, there's always good amount of Pirates fans everywhere we go. But the, uh, the, yeah, Phillies is a good one. Phillies fans truly hate us. <laughs> it is not the city of brotherly love if you're a Pittsburgh Pirate. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, but I think it's honestly, I think all that is more based in football, right? Yeah. And hockey. I think more football and hockey are where they really hate each other. And in baseball, it's just kind of residual. Oh, yeah. Also, I hate you. Um, but yeah, dude, football, Eagles and Steelers, and then freaking Flyers and Penguins. Flyers, Penguins games. I went to a game in Pittsburgh, Flyers, Penguins, that there were there were like it was within the first like four minutes of the of the game, 
there were like two fights and and like three goals oh scored. It was God. absolute insanity. I think the final score was like seven to five, and the Flyers won, and everybody in Pittsburgh wanted to burn the arena down. <laughs> Dude, and you were I don't think you were there, but they used to have a uh, uh, arena called Mellon Arena. It was the old Pittsburgh, it was the old Philadelphia or oh, Pittsburgh Penguins Arena. And right. this arena was like it was an they call it the igloo because it was designed like an igloo. It was all white. the The roof was white. And I and Cindy Crosby, I believe, his first year when he made the Stanley Cup Finals. That stadium is insane. And this just goes to reiterate, man. Pennsylvania sports are crazy. They might be one of the craziest in all of America, man. I, I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not even thinking that's a hot take because you have Eagles fans that throw batteries at Santa Claus and shit. They have a jail yeah. under their <laughs> under their stadium, and then you have, have the to. steel curtain. I love it. I love pe- yeah. Pennsylvania sports, man. It's crazy. They're they're so passionate, and in in Pittsburgh, like the accent here, like is we call the Yinzer accent. They they say Stillers instead of Steelers. They say Stillers. <laughs> and so up on the on the rotunda in in uh, Heinz Field is a big old sign that says the Stiller Gang. S T I L L E R. The Stiller Gang. And it's like thousands of people all dressed in you know full Stillers regalia. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. It's it's pretty awesome. Oh, it's a man. lot. Yeah, it is. It, and it's like I said, man, it sucks. There's no fans. But speaking of fans, there was fans of the NL, NLCS, which the game is being played tonight. We're filming, filming this before the game. I'm going to say Braves, but we'll, we'll go into that anyways. But what a series this is also. I mean, you think oh that the Dodgers are dead and gone. I low-key roasted Kershaw on Twitter. I put a picture of me as a child and Clayton Kershaw. And I said, would you believe me if I told you these two guys are the same amount of World Series rings? And it just bit me in the ass because now the Dodgers forced game seven. Yeah. I, I don't think that's not a low key roast. <laughs> that's pretty obvious. And no, I mean, it's a roast. <laughs> is there such a thing as a high key roast or is that to, it's just a roast? Just a roast. But yeah, dude, Kershaw. Ker, I mean, I would assume Kershaw is pitching tonight. I don't, I don't know. They haven't announced it yet. Yeah. Uh, but he's got to be because this is it. This is his time. They came back from a 3 1. They were down 2 0, 1 game 3. You know, got down 3-1, won the next two games. It's 3-3. We got Sunday baseball, game seven, and it's got to be Kershaw. It has, it has to, be. to be Kershaw. Dude, and if it's if it's not, what what a terrible thing to kind of put on Kershaw's legacy is just we're not starting you game seven. You got to at least give this guy the ball, man, because that offense can strike at any time. If you go down 2 nothing, you take Kershaw out. You put Dustin yeah. May, you put whatever. You put someone else in, but I think you got to do that because if this – if Clint Kershaw wins a game seven, that narrative will change. I'll do a 360 and I'll just get roasted on Twitter. So, I mean, right. Kershaw, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be Kershaw, man. It has to be the, the way that brave. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at Twitter to see um, who they're starting. I don't I'm sorry. I'm just wondering if they had like put anything on there. But... I don't think they have. I honestly, I, cause I, I think they're going to do it closer to game time, but. Let me see. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I think that, but how could you, how could you start anybody else? You have to. How could you start anybody else today? You have right? to start Kershaw. I mean, I, and this is, this is, I love comeback stories. And yes, I've roasted Kershaw for how t- terrible he is in the playoffs. But if, if Kershaw comes out and shoves and he kind of gets that, uh, now I'm good in the playoffs vibe for me. I'll, I'll be whatever. I'll yeah. bite. I'll bite the bullet. It's it's gonna be cool <laughs> to see a guy like Kershaw do that, man, because he's a Hall of Famer, obviously. 
but it's just crazy. Did you see this stat the other day? He has the highest starting pitcher ERA in MLB history with a minimum of 100 innings pitched. Say that again? He oh, has, Kershaw did? Kershaw has the, the highest ERA from a starting pitcher. Yeah. Dude, that's But did you crazy. see what his ERA was? It's 441 it was I like think. A, yeah. Yeah, like that's not that bad. <laughs> and how yeah. many and how many pitchers have 100 innings in the playoffs? Yeah. No, that's Dude, true. I mean that's that's it's it's a it's a stat that I feel like is worded and loaded in such a way where it's really easy to say, "Wow, he really sucks." But then if you actually look at the numbers, like a 4-4 is not that bad. Um especially if you have the Dodgers freaking lineup behind you. Uh, but the, it's funny that that would mean, cause that means that everybody else who's ever thrown a hundred innings in the playoffs, uh, it w- was better than that, which is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I don't know. You have, you ha- sorry, I'm going to keep harping on this. You have to start him tonight. If you don't start him, that takes away like everything that he's done for you as a starter. Yeah as your number one pitcher for the last like 10 years yeah he's your guy dude and and i said this i think i said this a couple episodes ago i said if if the dodgers don't win a world series before tommy lasorda goes i think that'll be one of the biggest tragedies of all time this guy is living he's living he's he's i don't know how old he's now he's in his 90s he needs a world series and again he needs needs to watch it and and i'm rooting for tommy man he's grinding he's doing cameos i don't know if you saw that people are paid for cameos for this guy but i think the dodgers maybe i don't know man but i love the braves tonight because ian anderson what he's done this playoffs is you got to tip your cap to that guy yeah and and apparently i there's no reason to say that a game seven situation will be any different for him than, you know, when he he's, he's pitching in the playoffs and it hasn't affected him all affected him at all. So I don't see any reason why game seven would be any different. I think he's going to go out there and be nasty again, but as we know, the Dodgers can put up 11 runs in the first inning and ruin everybody's day. (laughs) Dude, I I, like it can happen. I can't wait to hear this tomorrow, and we're going to be like, yeah. we were either going to be dead on and we're geniuses, or people are going to be like, this game was like 12 to 6 or 12 yeah, to 7. It was just a run parade. By the <laughs> way, I'm one for one so far. You're 0 for one. You yeah. might get both wrong again. I, I might get both wrong because if the, if the Dodgers win, I'm going 0 for 2 again, and Brault's going 2 and 0. But I honestly was close there because if the Astros would have came back, I would have looked like a genius for saying the Astros over the Rays. But I know. They didn't. They, didn't. They, they almost did. They really, really almost did. And that is so cool, except it doesn't matter at all because this is the playoffs. And now you go home and watch the Rays go celebrate and then yeah. go win the World Series. And and this is the thing. It this is I'm going to take it from a grain of salt. I don't know if that makes sense, but I kind of wish the Astros did make the uh, the World Series. Because there would be fans there, and we would get to see what their reaction would be from the fans, right? That'd be kind of cool. Texas fans too. Yeah, dude, that, that's like a it's like a home game for them. Yeah, I would want to see what the reaction would be. I really would, because I don't think they're going to get off scot free next year and not get booze. But I I don't know. I, I don't know what it would be like. I think they might they might be like the Ryan Braun in Pittsburgh, where yeah. you just boo- you're booed every single time. He's booed literally every single time he comes up to the plate. <laughs> In Pittsburgh, every single time. So I wouldn't be surprised if those guys like Springer, Correa, Altuve get booed every time they come to the plate against the Rangers, every time they come to the plate against the A's, you know, with fans in the stands. Fans don't forget. They don't forget. 
you know, yeah. especially now that you, you knocked him out of the playoffs too. Uh, they're really not going to forget. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting, but I, yeah, I can, I can see them getting booed basically forever. And that's kind of going to be their legacy. Unfortunately is that they cheated. Yeah. So it's not just going to go away. And I don't think this is talked enough about man, because I just think it got, they got so lucky this year with no fans, man, because it would have been like, Alex Rodriguez times a million when I, wherever he mm. went. Like Alex Rodriguez, when he would come to Toronto, I specifically remember this when I was a kid, when I learned swear words. This yeah. guy was getting absolutely berated by the Toronto Blue Jays fans, and the Jays stunk. So I can't even imagine what the, the Houston Astros are going to get next year. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. That was Barry Bonds coming to San Diego when I was growing up. Yeah everybody would have big old syringe signs, you know, and like oh hold those God. up and yell at him. Cause we, so my family, <clears throat> when I was a kid, we had season tickets every year on the, in the first row in the outfield, like on the outfield wall, yeah. um, in like left center field, closer to center than left. Okay. But, um, but so the left fielder would be close to us and Barry Bonds was playing left field at that time. And Oh my God, dude, the entire game, people will be screaming at him the entire game and most of the time like the security guards you know are kind of like hey guys quiet down i'm pretty sure they were joining in security when it was, guards when going it was aimed at barry bonds yeah i'm pretty sure it, dude it was on un, is unrelenting every day for every time that barry bonds is in town and everyone says they tune it out but i don't think that's a thing I, I obviously not. I might be an idiot, but you hear that shit, man. You hear the things getting said to you. You can't tune it out. I like no, you, you hear it all. I mean, it, it kind of blurs together. I would assume if it's that much hate. Yeah. Um. But like, I mean, I remember there was a time this was last year. One of the dregs end of the season. We were way out of it. We, you know, struggling and we had a game where it was cold and it was like a, a rain delay. So there were like probably literally 2000 people still at this game, <laughs> you know, after coming back after the rain yeah. delay and I'm pitching and it's completely silent because they, this is, they obviously didn't pump crowd noise noise in when there's a crowd there. So <laughs> yeah. since there's no crowd noise, it's just silent. And there's this one guy, I like throw a first pitch ball. And this one guy is just like, bro, you suck. And I'm just like, <laughs> Hey, thanks for staying for the rain delay. Just to tell me that I suck. I really, really appreciate That's that. all I that needed to say. Wonderful. And he left. That's all I needed to yeah. say. He needed He's to like, look oh, at you right. say it. <laughs> These guys have been drinking for an extra hour waiting for this rain delay to end. Oh man. Dude, it, yeah, it is. It's, it's funny. It, it's funny. And, and obviously this is way off topic, but I wanted to bring up something about like the COVID protocols and all that kind of stuff. Is it true? You yeah. guys were working out. Or the opponent team were working out in the kind of the grandstand area and where like the yeah, fans get the food course. Yeah. 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 That's uh, everybody had set up their, like their gym equipment um, and like all the food and stuff. Like we wouldn't eat inside. We would eat on like picnic tables on the concourse as well. So like everything was outside. Yeah. It was really, really weird to be working out like on the concourse um, just like out in the open. It's, this year was so weird that like, I forget how weird it was because it just happened. And like, it's what we had to do. So there was no question about it, but like yeah. every new stadium we would go to, would be like, all right, where's the, the gym here. And they'd be like, you just walk out the dugout onto the field and then walk into the stands and walk up to the concourse. And then you can go ride the elliptical up there 
and there's there's a squat rack up there too and it's like where are we oh right my now God. What, what is happening <laughs> um but yeah no that's a real thing yeah and we ate all of our food basically all of our food we ate outside even the snacks had to be socially distanced from each other so instead <laughs> of like instead of like a bucket of candy bars you know they yeah. would like put each candy bar out individually like in a row not touching oh each other dude it was it was crazy That's... all of our all of our meals were pre prepackaged you know like you couldn't like go get a scoop of something so if you didn't get enough it's tough um or you got you know it's just it was weird i saw that in the trevor bauer vlog um and maybe it was just because it's the only one i've seen but it looked like milwaukee had the best like food for visitors like they had sushi all that kind of it looked incredible like i want to play in covid yeah they had uh they had really good poke bowls one day i remember that um but i mean that's pretty standard stuff it's just usually it's not catered usually you have uh well catered every now and then but usually it's cooked at the stadium so then it's fresher and it's tasty or um but yeah dude i i, I would never complain about the food we ate because you're still oh. really nice food I'm still, yeah. it's still the big leagues yeah. you know yeah. but also milwaukee's known for like they'll like a pre-game meal will be like you know some nice food like with chicken breasts and like you know broccoli and whatever and then just like what everybody actually eats is they also put in brats and buns and sauerkraut <laughs> and mustard and i just everybody just crushes those and then has the shits during the game <laughs> It's a really good way for them to do it. It's like in Philly. In yeah. Philly, they have a uh, a guy in the visitors' clubhouse that's just there to make Philly cheesesteaks. That's all he makes. Oh my god, that's a that's an incredible job. Like, could you imagine your kid? What's your so? What does your dad do? My dad actually makes the Philly cheesesteaks for the players uh, in Philadelphia uh, at Citizens Bank. What a what a joy yeah. flex. That's incredible. Yeah, right? And uh, and they're obviously delicious. And they're very heavy. Once again, advantage <laughs> Phillies. Um, and I think they they have like the lists too of like people who have eaten the most, you know, like whoever's eaten the most in one day, whoever's eaten the most in a three game series in a four game series. Holy shit. Yes, they have like records up there. And dude, I, I I swear, I think the I think the one day is like seven and a half. Seven full, and a half. Full <laughs> cheesesteaks. It's something like that. Yeah, it's like and I'm absolutely stuffed after eating one. Oh my god! I'm gonna guess. Glassnow, Glassnow wanted to try to do it. He wanted to try. I think he ate four in one day. Four. And he was like, yeah, I, yeah. And, and he said he could have kept going, but he realized he, he wasn't gonna beat seven, so he decided to stop. But we we agreed the the best way to do it would you'd have to take it, and then put it in like a blender and just drink it. That oh be, you know, like, that, god! Oh, that would <laughs> drink, be disgusting. Drink your Philly cheese steak. <laughs> That would be gross. That would be disgusting, man. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I just, it, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was Pablo Sandoval has the record. It has to be. I mean, that guy, that guy, or he's a big boy. I think it's actually uh, the one day one. I'm pretty sure is a bullpen catcher. Oh, okay. Not funky um, though. Can't be funky. not funky. No, it's somebody else. Like it was a while ago. But they, I want to say Jason Worth was up there for like a three day series. Holy shit. Like a, like like thirteen or something like that. Oh my twelve. Oh, something God, absurd. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't know. do that. I but they're do that. they are really good, but they're not they're not that good. Yeah. You know? I mean, you gotta go on the stairmaster for like forty minutes after eating one of those if you wanna even I, think yeah, about there's no I can't even fathom how many calories each one of those has. 
It's, it's insane. I can't even begin to fathom. It's insane. It's insane. And who do you think's winning tonight, by the way? Because I'm going to say Braves. I'm going to say Braves. Yeah. I, I picked the Braves in the series, obviously. So I don't feel great not knowing who the Dodgers are going to pitch. Yeah. So we'll say hypothetically. Hypothetically, which we obviously, if Dave Roberts has a brain, which he does, pretty good manager, it's going to be Kershaw, I think. Right. I, I'm going to go Dodgers, dude. Yeah. I think this is Kershaw's redemption arc. I hope He had is. a really, really good start, and then he had a start where he once again got left in too long. But this is going to be it. This is going to be the Kershaw. If he was in the lineup, if they had no DHs, he'd hit a homer today, too. God, <laughs> just everything. And I don't know if you saw this. Have- yeah. Did you did you see this the other day? So Walker Bueller, after he kind of got shelled, I think it was his first start of the series. He was wearing these mm-hmm. really tight pants, and this reporter, this dummy, oh, like yeah. this moron, is asking yeah. him. I mean, duh, something about the tight pants, and Walker Bueller's like, "Not the time, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, how dumb? Yeah. Like, it's just insane how some of these reporters have no feel. And I see it all the time in Toronto with Toronto sports, like." I don't know if have you ever had an offer. You don't have to name any names, but have you ever had like an awkward confrontation with like a reporter where he's asked you something when you're in kind of in a bad mood or you've struggled or whatever, and you're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Oh yeah, I mean, I think that there's a significant lack of feel by reporters in general, but I think that's kind of a prerequisite of the job because yeah. sometimes you're gonna have to ask questions that nobody wants to hear. Yeah, you know, and like there's this there's a weird mentality that goes along with that because you know, I'm pissed. You know, I'm having a horrible day because I just gave up 10 against Chicago. And now you're going to come up to me and put a camera in my face two hours later and go, Hey, how'd you feel out there today? I'm like, Like, I fucking (laughs) felt great. Like what, you know, like it's, it's hard sometimes to like keep it together because you want to say things that, you know, you can't say, but like what he said, a lot of guys have had that thought and that response. Like, what are we, what are you doing? What are you talking about right now? Yeah. Yeah. I wear tight pants. I don't like, it's not like the thing is, it was really funny. It was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, his, his pants are really tight. His pants are very, very tight. So, I mean, it, bad timing, no feel. Yeah. Reporters don't have feel. But like I said, I think it's, it's part of the job because, hey, uh, you went over four with four punch outs today. Uh, what was it? Were you just not seeing him well or what? It's like, <laughs> dumb just the dummy man and i couldn't even imagine because what it what it's like in toronto over here when you're a hockey player because the media is always on hockey right and austin matthews um he had covid and some dummy reporter because you know you're not supposed to release that like someone someone else's health information until he allows you guys to like get the information this reporter for toronto just released it he just says austin matthews has covid and he didn't tell like no austin matthews didn't give anyone the go ahead to release that information he just said it just to create the news story it's just kind of a violation of like public or uh personal health i guess right i mean what like some some stuff that happens in that is just pisses me off that's why i started this shit for the players because it's just it's, it's incredible yeah it's incredible right some of the shit you guys have to deal with like you're always in the public yeah. eye and... it's it, yeah i mean it comes to the territory right trevor williams always says we're just we're just animals in a zoo he's yeah. they're just gonna poke at us and see if we react um but like it's not it's not that bad you know you take that 10 times out of 10 to get to do what we do yeah. you know, for a living. True. Uh, but it, yeah, I can get to you sometimes. Sometimes you need to distance yourself away and just kind of just take a break from social media, whatever, realize like there's nothing I can do now. Like in that situation, for example, now that it got released that you have COVID like, well, now all you can do is 
make a video on Instagram or Twitter and say, yeah, I didn't want it to get released that way, but I do have COVID. I'm quarantining at home. Yeah. I feel good. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's always a way, there's always a right way to react um, to make yourself look good in the public eye, but True. it's not always the fun thing to do. Sometimes you really want to get after like, like, what that's a clown question bro right the <laughs> yeah harper the price harper what do, yeah yeah so people it, it comes out every now and then people you can't always keep it in um but i mean it's always it's never a huge deal so and, yeah it, 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 yeah it's fun and speaking of trevor williams very very close to becoming a toronto blue jay this year people forget that people forget yeah, trevor was. williams was close he was going to so be here joe Dude, I know. Musgrove and uh, Williams, yeah. Isn't that insane? I couldn't even imagine that because I, I guess when you're like these guys, I did in my head when I think of those two guys, I think of Pirates uniforms. I can never picture right. the, those guys in a Jays jersey. It's it's crazy. But and I, I, did you did they like how close do you think they actually were to getting traded? Because the Jays obviously picked up Robbie Ray. I think Robbie Ray and uh, Tyron yeah. Walker. But I, I feel Strickland. like it was close. I feel like it was close. Ty- and Ross Stripling too. You guys, you guys had Taiwan Walker. Yeah, the guy from the Diamonds. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how that works because the whole, you know, trading. I the idea of a trade is so weird. Because <laughs> do they just throw out names of like who to trade for them and eventually go? Yeah. Okay, that works. We'll we'll do that. Yeah. Like I don't know. Right. Or do is that. it like specific analytic stuff? We want him for these two guys, and that's what we. That's where we value it. And then they're like, well, no, we're not going to give away this guy. And then you're like, okay, well then no deal. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I really have no idea. Yeah, I, It's interesting. I always dude. Everybody wants to be in the room, right? You just want to be in the room. I don't yeah. want to figure out what went into that trade happening. What went into this draft pick, you know, like whatever it is. Um, I just being in the room would be so cool, but talk about a lot of responsibility for the guy making the choices. What, what I'm picturing in my dumb head is, is how do, does this get released? Like how do people know who's the guy that's spilling the tea to like Ken Rosenthal that, Hey, Trevor Williams is on the move. I always wondered that who's the, who's the little snake in the front office. That's telling Rosenthal, Hey man, we might trade Trevor Williams to the Jays. I just want to know. I have no idea how people find this stuff out, how Ken Rosenthal and those guys find this stuff out. I, I, I kind of think that it's, it's almost like somebody's job in the front office to kind of leak stuff before it yeah. happens. Um, but also like here, here's a little insider this year when Trevor almost got traded, he got a text from Ken Rosenthal. Hey, Trevor, this is Ken. Have you heard anything about getting traded to the Blue Jays? <laughs> Hey, man, uh, by the way, I know we haven't talked ever. This is my number. Yeah. I'm Ken Rosenthal. I think you're going to the Jays, dude. Like, have you heard anything? Like, crazy. Has, has, you, has your agent talked to you at all? It's just like, like, what? Why would I answer this text? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funny thing is we never know anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. when I got traded, I found out on Twitter before I was told, you know, like, <laughs> it's, we don't have – it's our life and we have no insider information about it. We have nothing when it comes to like guys signing contracts, you know, that's one thing, obviously they're involved in those talks, but yeah, dude, trades, we're not involved in that at all. There's nothing to do with us. We're just the, the fodder that's being moved one way or the other. We don't, we, we don't get to like, no, I think I'm worth more that guy than that guy. You know, like it's, we're not part it's, of that. It's, I mean, it's insane. And, I it's kind of cool to be honest because I feel like that would be an incredible job. It's just the guy that leaks shit. 
Like that would, it, would that not be the coolest thing ever? That's your job title, pretty much. You work in the front office, but you kind of just leak the news stories. That'd be crazy. I'd yeah, love it. Just like just like an intern that that's the one like making the phone calls back and forth. They also just every now and then shoot a text to Ken Rose and they're like, "Hey, this is happening right now." You know, yeah. I mean, they're, it, it comes from somewhere. The information doesn't just like pop out of nowhere. And Ken Rosenthal goes, Ooh, there's a sign. Uh, somebody's <laughs> yeah. being traded. Yeah. Like somebody tells him. So yeah, I've, I've wondered that a lot too. Like how does he find this stuff out so quickly? It's, it's crazy amazing. how fast. And I love yeah. it. And this is what I love too, is, uh, dropping the news wars like you got buster only and ken rosenthal going at it like who dropped it first per ken rosenthal or per buster only it's one of the coolest things of all time because you're looking at twitter and you're kind of source watching you're like who who tweeted this first i need to give credit i need to chalk this up on my scoreboard of who's up because it just just, i don't know man it just the the whole athlete the whole sports thing is crazy because even in toronto when Kawhi leonard was gonna was like talking about resigning here we had realtors saying like Oh, he bought a house in Toronto. Like, just the dumbest shit ever. Just the bleak news, man. It's just insane. Right. Dude, there was a... Uh, I remember this um, trade deadline, Ken Rosenthal was, like, on... It was, like, right at the trade deadline, right? And so Ken Rosenthal, they're talking to him live, and he's got his iPad in front of him. And they're talking about some trade that happened with the Rangers or somebody. And... He's like talking and then he looks down at his iPad and goes, Oh, and it looks like Chirinos is getting traded for and then like and and they just le- this like told <laughs> told everybody live this was happening right now, live, and it wasn't being reported yet. So whoever his source was just sent him a text saying, Hey, Chirinos is going here, or whoever it was, you know. And it's just like, so that's how it happens. He's just sitting there on his iPad, somebody sends him a text, and then he just goes, tweet, 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 you know, like. Yeah, I need I to get know. I need to get his number and just kind of be an anonymous source and just say outlandish shit. Like Stephen Brault has been traded to the Jays for Vladdy. Just, just yeah. like yeah. just like just like crazy trades. Just or Stephen Brault, Stephen Brault will be signing with the Toronto Blue Jays. Get that out there just to get the people going. But it's just I, I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love how it's crazy so cool. sports is. Sports are crazy, man. They really are. But I want to go into the World Series here because obviously we don't know the team that's going to be in it. But we'll say hypothetical here. Who do you think the Rays are watching tonight that they're saying we want in the World Series? We will have the best chance to to beat them in the World Series. You want the Braves. Yeah. You don't want the Dodgers in the World Series. I I just I I know the Braves have been really amazing pitching staff. uh, Yeah. But they are becoming the Braves pitching staff again. Right. Max Fried gave us five. Yeah. The Dodgers are starting to score runs. The Dodgers have put up seven in the in the. What was it? I think they got like one in the eleven. First game. Eleven in the. Uh, there was eleven, right? Well, they had a seven. They had yeah. a fifteen. They had a. They had another seven. Um, so they're the Braves pitching staff has has fallen apart. <laughs> they are. They. I. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not. So tonight, right. So um, you definitely want the Braves. You but because the Dodgers just our our better overall team they're gonna be a harder team to beat yeah you know what i mean like they're just they have the pitching other than their bullpen is not as strong but their starters and their long relief guys who are also starters basically but are pitching in the bullpen are just so good and their lineup is stacked obviously so i would say you probably want to face the braves even though the, i mean i'm not saying the braves are a bad team the braves are really really good but the Dodgers are better i think 
Yeah, and also I I think the element of chip on your shoulder kind of adds to it, right? Because everyone, especially obviously, I'm one of these guys that roast the Dodgers all the time for not mm-hmm. being able to win the World Series, not not being able to do the thing, making signing all that money, having all that money in salary cap, and then not being able to win the World Series and then losing to the trash like the trash can bangers, the Astros. Like, there's gonna be a chip on their shoulder there, right? I mean, there's they're gonna be coming out guns a blazing, and they have ever heard of Mookie Betts now? Like, I mean, it just it's it's not fair if they make it. That team on paper is is one of the best I think we've ever seen. It, it's crazy. Yeah, and Mookie Betts is having a tough series, too. Yeah, He's not even playing that well this series, and he's getting picked up by the guys around him. If Mookie Betts – yeah, dude, if Mookie Betts gets hot, he's the best player in baseball. So, like, that's it's going to be really, really hard to beat that team. And especially, like, like let's say Mookie Betts – let's say he goes, like, three for four today and the Dodgers win 12 to two. And it's like, oh, no. You don't want to face that team. Yeah. You don't want to face that team. Um, I It'll be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. It's going to be, I don't even know what time it is at. It's probably at like five, right? I, I th- Oh yeah. Five year time, eight my time. But yeah, no, it's, I think it's eight Eastern, but no, it, it's going to be cool, man. I mean, I love game sevens and who would have thought, man. I mean, you never really see this in sports game two game sevens in the championship yeah. series, man. I mean, come on. Like that's, it's obviously MLB is licking their chops because they're getting that TV revenue for game seven. So it just, it, every, everyone's winning here. Yeah. Two big comeback series too. Yeah. I mean, the Rays ended up winning thankfully and not blowing the three lead, but the Dodgers come back. They were down three, one, you know, yeah. I mean, that's really impressive. And I, and obviously I could be coming out. On, I, this is what I'm going to say. I think the Rays win the world series either way. In my opinion, I, I just think the Rays, that bullpen, you got a Rosarina who, who the baseball is like a beach ball to this guy. You got Glasnow yeah. who the Glasnow and Glasnow didn't even pitch that good in game four. Like he kind of struggled, obviously with Glasnow's pitching like he normally does against the Braves or the Dodgers. He's impossible to hit. So I, I think that oh, yeah. element, Charlie Morton, Charlie Morton, he's four and oh with a point six, four, something like that ERA in game sevens. So it's just what a, what a pitching staff. And then you got that lineup that just grinds out bats out so good defensively. I love the Rays, man. I really do. Yeah, one of the things that they were talking about was that it's kind of gotten swept under the rug that the Rays offense hasn't really been that good because their pitching has been so good, yeah. which everybody knew it would be. Uh, and a Rosarina has been really good. Yeah, but crazy. Really nobody else has. Yeah, Mike Zanino actually has hit some homers, but he's only hitting like 200 for the postseason. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, their lineup overall is not doing very well, but they've had a Rosarina basically carrying them as they pitch really, really well. So in order to beat a team like the Dodgers, you're going to need to hit a little bit better, I would assume. Um, but we'll we'll see. You know, we still don't even know if the Dodgers are going to even be in the world. Yeah, so World's we'll series, say this. So. So I'll say this. I'm going to say if the, if, the, if the Braves make it, I'm going to say Rays in six. If the Dodgers make it, I'm going to say Rays in seven. That's the only change I'm going to make just based off the fact. Actually, I'll say Rays in five, the Braves make it. Just based off that Braves pitching staff kind of struggling. I'm going to go Rays. Okay. I'm going to go Rays in five. And then at the Dodgers, it's going to be Rays in seven. Uh, I'm going to, if it's, I think the Rays do beat the Braves in probably six. But if it's the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers win in six. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, think the, uh, uh, it'll be, ah. Uh, 
I don't want to say that because like I love the guys on the Rays. Yeah. But I just think the Dodgers are so good. And and yeah, like you said, they're kind of starving for this World Series. They've been so close for so long. Yeah. It's, I, I I don't know, man. Just in 2020 fashion, I can definitely see the Dodgers winning the World Series. I, I could definitely see it because and then everyone's gonna say that whole asterisk stuff they say to LeBron where there's no fans, short and seasoned, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say race though. I, I need Glas now to get a ring. I need Glas. True 2020 fashion would have been the Astros winning yeah. the world series. Yeah. That would have been true 2020 fashion. Yeah. It's, it's Dodgers crazy. are second there. I, for, I get what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah. Anyways though, man, I mean, what a, we'll, we'll have, we'll do this again next week, but what yeah. a playoff preview we've been doing. I mean, I've been obviously terrible with the picks as certain, if you check my bank account, but um, you know nothing about baseball. And it's fine. Yeah, as you can see, the bank account. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, Brawl, like I said, salt to the earth, brick by brick kind of guy. You love to see it. And ladies and gents, we got the World Series here. If you would have told me there would have been a World Series this year six months ago, I would have ripped my arm off to watch it. I need nice. baseball. I need baseball. So I'm fired up to see it, man. And people who are going to complain about the games or whatever, or complain about anything Rob Manfred does. Just think about this. We have live sports on now, ladies and gents, and I don't want to. Fu- I don't want to be watching UK horse races on my phone anymore. So that's what we have. Uh, well, uh, thank you for letting me do this. We got one more the yeah. the World Series wrap up. Actually, it might not even be over by the time the next time we. Yeah, it might not be. It. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Maybe we just milk it out to two more. But whatever, though, man. Like I said, <laughs> I'm fired up for this, man. It's just crazy, and and like I said, this is a little bit of a. I don't know how to say this. Sentimental, I guess. If you had told me three years ago I'd be doing a, a playoff preview show with Stephen Brault, I would have punched you in the face and said you're lying to me. But look at us now. We're grinding. Dude, and you, you are aggressive. <laughs> you're, you're yelling at people on the freeway. You're going to punch people in the face for saying something that's I, a good thing. You're psycho. <laughs> you are. It is. It was your fault. You deserve to get a that's, greasy That's what Canadians do, man. You. Canadians, I mean, you just—it's crazy. But, anyways, though, ladies and gents, appreciate you guys listening as always. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Official Unofficial Pod, and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. <laughs>